The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. This is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McClain. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Hello and welcome to State of the Nation. We are live right here on today's News Talk. TNTradio.live is the website. And please look us up on all of the video streaming platforms. We're out there on YouTube, Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble, and more. Uh, we are streaming live video. So hello to you if you're out there watching one of those streams today. And thank you for joining us for this live broadcast here on November the 24th at today's News Talk. And we also have a chat room over on our website. If you'd like to join the interactive live chat room at tntradio.live, find any episodes you may have missed. We get asked that a lot. Where do I find that episode you did with so-and-so? Well, it's in the episodes link. You've got access to it at Podbean and all of the fine podcasting hosts out there. But stick with us on this live stream because we are live 24-7. I'm Brian McLean here in Central Texas broadcasting live, and I'm joined by Steve Hook out of the great state of New Jersey. Never mind their uh, politicians. It's still a great state. Steve, welcome to <laughs> State of the Nation today. Yeah, brother. It's good to see you. We look like a couple of, I don't know, high school football coaches here. It's, it's, uh, it's, obviously, <laughs> it's obviously casual Friday, and we're donning our uh, TNT headwear, but uh, that's good. It's nice to have a casual Friday, and it's... Uh, it's 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 good to be with you, brother. We got we got a big big show today, yeah. And uh, I'm gonna... coming down off the Thanksgiving food buzz. <laughs> well, I hope you had some of that patriotic bourbon. Also, uh, how was <laughs> you your Thanksgiving, it. Steve? Very good, thank you. Uh, very very good. Had the uh, had my daughters uh, over uh, with their uh, with their their bows. And it was good. We just, you know, it's casual, man. That's what I love about Thanksgiving that a lot of our our uh, listeners and viewers in the UK and Europe may not understand. It's such an American thing just to hang around with the uh, family and 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 talk about what you're grateful for and 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 bitch and convince about everything you're not. But <laughs> it was fun. It was really. How about yours? It was great. It was great. I got to have a uh, a nice sit down with Sport and Ruckus and uh, have some home cooked food. Enjoyed a little bit of TNT, a little bit of television, you know, do some reading, some news in it. It was a wonderful night. Got to speak with some family on the phone. Hope everybody yeah. else got to do that, too, if they're not uh, in proximity to their families like Spore and I. And I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving uh, because, you know, it was sure was nice to be here on Thanksgiving. A lot of people don't like to work on Thanksgiving, Steve, but I love what we do. So I was totally happy to be here. Yeah, me too. I was I was absolutely fine with it. It was kind of good to. Say okay, I'm going to go take you know a couple hours just of chill time with uh, uh, with uh, my man Hesher and, and and Ruckus and everybody else that joined us yesterday. So it was good. You know, a lot of people didn't know that Ruckus is your direct next door neighbor practically. So that's great that you guys were able to uh, to share a Thanksgiving meal together. That's wonderful. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? In the in the hot wash of Thanksgiving, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this headline to you, Steve Kamala Harris roasted for thanksgiving pick uh you gotta love that that is just hilarious and you know what she got <laughs> roasted for well yeah. uh, she she got roasted for a really nice gas stove being in the background as the Biden administration wants to take those away from us yeah it really is funny i uh 
it, it was it was two headlines and the juxtaposition of them were Biden uses War Powers Act <laughs> to try and stifle uh, gas stoves. And then right next to it is is Kamala and uh, her uh, her husband uh, leaning against a beautiful gas range uh, as they wished everybody a happy Thanksgiving. So uh, pretty funny. She's doing a good job on the uh, on the border and the gas range ban, I guess. Yeah, you just can't make this stuff up. It's uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, it, it does illustrate clown world so well, you know, uh, rules for thee, but not for me. I mean, we could go on and on with the tropes and bumper stickers here, but yep. it, it does illustrate really well um, what the so-called global elites, the way that they will live while the rest of the plebs live a completely different life uh, if they have their way, but not if we have any say in that, right? Here, here, buddy. And I, I've got a lot to say about it because I cooked with, I not only cooked on a gas range, I used a gas oven. And guess what, Hesher? I even fired up the propane, uh, propane, uh, propane grill, rather. Hello. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and grilled up some shrimp. So, uh, we, we were, we were all gas yesterday, buddy. Hey, firing on full freedom like we do. I love it, Steve. Absolutely great job. And I'll remind you to not miss out on a thing. Be sure and download our amazing TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen to us live anytime, anywhere. Available to download right now, keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, have for years. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Well, a group of Hollywood elites will host Joe Biden's first star-studded Tinseltown fundraiser since the president announced his bid for re-election. We're all so excited to see how that goes. Here with the story, joining us now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark. Ruckus, uh, welcome to State of the Nation. What is going on in Hollywood at the behest of the Biden administration? Well, you know, I mean... The, the ticket prices are pretty steep in some cases, but it might not cost nearly as much um, in this case to gain access to the president as it does uh, the way Hunter Biden was doing it. Forgive me. But this this event is formally hosted by former United States ambassador to Spain and Andorra James Costos and designer Michael Smith. But it will be co-hosted by many others, including some familiar names such as iconic filmmaker Steven Spielberg. Ooh. Tickets start at $1,000 per person, according to a report from Deadline, but they can rise to as much as half a million dollars, $500,000 for those who wish to be listed as co-chairs of the event. Now, check this out. A ticket for $25,000 or more will provide access to the photo line, which could possibly include First Lady Jill Biden, who will reportedly attend the event. Now, here's what's going on with this. The proceeds will go to the Biden Victory Fund, a fundraising committee for the Democratic National Committee and Biden's campaign. Well, you mean all for Biden's campaign because, you know, there's no uh, competitors for him, right? Uh, despite Spielberg's obvious interest in politics, supporters of Israel have questioned the director about his lack of comments on the conflict taking place in the Middle East. 
Uh, Spielberg was asked by the president of Holocaust Survivors Foundation USA to speak out against the war, according to a report from Los Angeles Magazine. Uh, David Schachter, a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor, wrote, quote, I, along with countless other survivors, are so heartbroken that since October 7th, 2023, you have not spoken out and publicly taken a stand against terrorism, against Hamas and the millions who celebrate the shedding of Jewish Jewish blood, end quote. Uh, kind of an odd silent stance from him, all things considered, because as Hollywood and Toto reported, Spielberg's silence is especially peculiar considering the fact that following his 1993 film Schindler's List, Spielberg created the USC Show Foundation, a group dedicated to telling stories about the Holocaust. Uh, now, uh, besides uh, moving on from him, we've got another co-host of the Biden event. It is none other than virently anti-Trump Rob Reiner. Yes, Rob Reiner. Uh, he recently reaffirmed his disdain for former President Trump when he told MSNBC's Ari Melber on the beat that Trump would likely govern as a, quote unquote, authoritarian, <laughs> while Biden actually, quote, I hope you're sitting down for this, believes in the Constitution, end quote. That's right. Rob Reiner says that Biden believes in the Constitution. Wow. Uh, Reiner says, quote, I'm trying to impress upon people as best I can that every time we have a presidential election, they always say this is the most important election of our lifetime. They're tired of it. This one actually is. You have one candidate in Trump who actually tells you he's going to govern like an authoritarian. He says it. It's not a mystery. He claimed, quote, you have another guy who has been there, knows how to run the government, believes in the Constitution, believes in democracy, the rule of law, and you've got to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Do we want fascism or do we want to continue the 248 years of self-rule, end quote? Not sure exactly what he means by that, but uh, very backwards thinking on Reiner's part, in my opinion. Uh, but yes, Biden is going to be the beneficiary of a fancy schmancy Hollywood sideways related fundraiser event. Um, how much would you find gentlemen pay for a ticket to get in the photo line for a chance to see First Lady Jill Biden? Couldn't pay me enough. Zero dollars. Uh, you could even pay me. I would not be caught dead in a photo with her. No, That's thank right. you. Big no, no. thank you. Uh, and Rob Reiner, let me just pick on Rob Reiner for a second, you guys. This person has a really, really bad case of TDS. I feel so sorry for Rob Reiner. I hope he survives his TDS. What's TDS? Trump derangement syndrome. That's what Rob Reiner suffers from. The other thing that you suffer from, Rob Reiner, is a big case of political illiteracy. Uh, and I think you need to go back to civics courses also. And Spielberg, well, I think Spielberg does what's good for Spielberg when it comes to money making. So, of course, he's going to be really quiet on this topic, seeing as it's contentious. And honestly, I don't blame him. I think if I was a film person or a musician, I would stay out of these kind of frays as well. But Spielberg's in the um, interesting position of having done uh, full-length films about, you know, pieces of the history of this story that we're currently uh, reliving in many ways. Um, and then with regards to fascism, get out of here with that, Rob Reiner. Have you even seen the Twitter files? Have you looked 
<laughs> have you looked at the EV push? Have you looked at they're going to take our rights to travel away? I mean, we live in a socialist slash fascist slash technocratic authoritarian state already as it is. Yeah. And, I, you know, Rob Reiner is uh, he got a, a, a severe case of not only TDS, but also meatheaditis. The guy is an absolute moron. <laughs> Um, these these guys, uh, all of these Hollywood types, well, not all of them, but the vast majority of them, some of the, you know, there are more conservatives in Hollywood than, than we might actually believe, uh, but they tend to keep their head down. Uh, and the ones that do pipe in, uh, chime in and, and, and pipe up a little bit with their conservative values are, are kind of the, now they're on the B grade as far as the stars go. They're never allowed to achieve anything that also might explain why spielberg is quiet he's too i mean he, he is genuinely too big to fail in hollywood that's for sure but even he knows when to keep his mouth shut um and it's not just reiner and and and, and spielberg being quiet but reiner being completely just hyperbolic and you know teeth grinding white knuckle hatred he has of trump and trump supporters it must be added but also, did you see John Leguizamo? What is his name? Leguizamo, whatever the hell his name Le is. Leguizamo, yeah. Leguizamo, yeah. He lost it on Univision because uh, Univision uh, gave a very fair and balanced interview to Donald Trump. They didn't let Jorge Romas do the interview, who is a hardened leftist, you know, Latin American style leftist guerrilla reporter, and they didn't let him do it. And now. This Legazarmo, whatever the hell his name is, he's absolutely losing it on Univision and uh, just screaming and ranting and raving. It's like, just shut the hell up. They all attend the same cocktail parties. They all work with the same hair and makeup people. They all travel in the same little group and they all think identical and they're morons, uh, all of them. So that's kind of where I come down on it. Maybe they visit the same brothels, too, but we don't get the customer <laughs> lists, do we? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good Marcus, point. Is there, does Hollywood even hold any sway anymore over anyone but nutbag leftists at this point? I mean, I think the, the Hollywood sheen has kind of worn off a little bit. Well, their name and their endorsement can certainly help in events like this to help raise money for uh, Biden. But why don't we raise that money for a good cause? Like, I don't know, helping survivors in Lahaina, for instance. Wow. I don't know, just saying, you know. Uh, yeah. So, you know, my final thought on this is Rob, I mean, uh, John Leguizamo, um, he's a fine actor. Uh, Reiner, Spielberg, great directors, film creators and whatnot, but they're not politicians. So. You know, stay in your lane, bros. You know, yeah, you're here. They can't, yeah, though. To... They can't. They, they're all trying to out virtue each other. You see, that's the thing. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. They're all busy trying to virtue signal. And um, it's, you know, it's that neuro linguistic programming. You know, I'm sure they're drinking their own Kool Aid, <laughs> most of these people. Oh, you know, of course. They, they appear to be genuinely deranged. I mean, upset. So, you know, um, yeah, but it's a, I guess it's a rough one being in Hollywood and having to virtue signal to the hashtag latest thing over and over and over again, especially as they pile up faster and faster and faster. All of a sudden, your contradictions start to collapse, right? Because they don't do a consistent analysis based on, you know, their own morals and their own research. They repeat 
the talking point. They repeat what they they repeat what they always hear, what they always talk with each other about. And, you know, I'll tell you this just in closing on my side here is that Hollywood is kind of taking it in the throat here a little bit. That new Marvel's movie, um, you know, the old go woke, go broke line is so true. That movie is just absolutely uh, taking a dump on the bed. Uh, and it doesn't even star Amber Heard, um, but it's just doing <laughs> nothing at the box office. Um, and, and we see this. I mean, these, you know, the, 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 there, there's now rumors that the Snow White, remember the uh, uh, the young girl that was supposed to play Snow White? She went out and dumped all over that story and said it was white patriarchy and whatever the hell she said. And I'm a, you know, a woman of. The, and now they're saying that movie might be permanently shelved. So Hollywood is. um they're bud lighting themselves and they're, and they're just too goddamn uh, stubborn to change. So we'll yeah. see. Well, you can only gaslight America so much before you start getting bud lighted yourself. So congratulations on that one, Disney. Great job. Great job. Uh, getting woke and going broke there. I hope you end up with some fiduciary uh, responsibility lawsuits over this <laughs> all right ruckus thanks very much you're listening to state of the nation on today's news talk tnt radio you should hear what chris smith is talking about lombard has long maintained that wealth and an abundance of energy sources are the key elements required to help the world solve threats to our existence which is why he opposes the obscene amounts of money the united states the uk europe and australia are spending on climate change which can only reduce that wealth and make us all weaker. Yes, climate has costs, but so do climate policies. We rarely talk about the fact that as we are making more and more climate policies, that also impacts us negatively. That actually pulls away resources from us. Just to take a look at energy prices here in the UK, energy prices have been coming down for the last two centuries. But now they're starting to go up because of climate policy. But why doesn't the mainstream media's political class ask those correct questions when politicians make humongous spending announcements on, for instance, renewable power? Where are the right questions? Like, what's the cost-benefit analysis of this project, Minister? They never ask the question. And you know why they don't ask the question? Because the left-leaning mainstream media, they're climate change evangelists as well. They don't want to find holes in such grand and renewable plans because that's not part of the environmental narrative. Chris Smith on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. This moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We had multiple hearings on different agencies 
that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Welcome back to State of the Nation with me, Steve Hook, and my man Brian Hesher McLean uh, from uh, Jersey, uh, from the Jersey Shore, and of course Central Texas. We're very ha happy to welcome our first guest to the program today, Simona Mangianti Papadopoulos. Uh, Simona, it's so wonderful to uh, to to hear you today and have you on the program. We talked to I talked to your husband George just the other day, and I trust that you and George and family had a wonderful Thanksgiving yesterday. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I follow the program with George as usually great interview and we both hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving too. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Oh yes. Well, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving and we're just uh, thrilled to have you back. Uh, I want to just kind of dive right in where we were talking, when I was talking to George the other day, we were talking about all the warfare, actually lawfare that's being waged against uh, former president Trump, his associates, uh, anybody that may have known him, his supporters, the J6ers, the whole thing. And I was, uh, I'm curious to get your opinion. A lot of people are very skeptical, cynical even, about how the election's going to go down this time next year. Uh, do you think that we ha should have faith in this electoral process, or are you nervous, uh, just like a lot of us are? Well, see, this is a really sensitive question because, you know, I witnessed on my skin uh, at which extent the Department of Justice has been weaponized to target not only Donald Trump, but and not only his associate, but even those who are uh, related, let's say in my case, so to his associates by association, like me. I'm an Italian citizen. When I came to the United States, I was not even w married yet to my husband, George. I happened to be his girlfriend when the FBI already targeted me and later on the Senate and the Congress subpoenaed me with absolutely insanely false and uh, groundless uh, accusations that have been debunked ever since. But what I experienced as well is that there is years later, despite you know all of that they made up has been debunked as a complete lie because we know nothing was substantiated by real real uh, grounds despite that everything was false they haven't been held accountable yet so to me this is a key uh, element of concern until there is no accountability there is no guarantee that things will change so why would i expect them to back off 
uh, in one year? Or why would I expect the electoral system to be to offer voters more guarantees when they cheated already and when they weaponized the older institution without anything happen to them? On the contrary, the ones to be targeted have been the ones to out their dirty game. So, you know, that's my main point of worry. Not only nobody has been held accountable, but those who have exposed them have been prosecuted. So that's the crazy aspect of this insane machine. Yeah, it really does feel like the the weaponization of the DOJ and federal agencies and and just generally the direction that the intelligence agencies have been nudging the trajectory of our national and geopolitical politics it's like you can just see do you think there's an air of desperation i mean it's almost too much it's almost like everybody from center left all the way to extreme right is just supposed to be seeing this happening it's almost like an intentional pushing of the buttons i mean what what do you think about that well that's that's really uh concerning because as you said uh, it's uh, a collusion of forces uh, going in the same direction. So you have on the side uh, this um, institution that are weaponized against uh, for a political end, and everybody actually looking at this happening, and yes, protesting as we do, and raise their voices, and punctually those who raise their voices they become the target of their discreditation campaign on a side or their legal prosecution, which I call legal persecutions. I don't think there is any uh, lawful state of uh, rights in the United States of America right now. It's almost uh, uh, as scary, if not more scary, than Soviet Union, because at the time you knew you were living under a dictatorship. Here they promote the facade of a democracy, while actually it's uh, it's all a cover-up for the deep state to rule regardless what citizens wanted, expressed to want, and participate to democratic process in a way that every each time they expose some wrongdoing somewhere, and this is very important, they become the target themselves. So how many uh, indictments we have seen to not only Trump, which is absolutely outrageous and unprecedented in history, but also to every uh, of his uh, advisors since the very first beginning, we're talking about 2016, and it's going on on 2023. So what we expect to change in 2024? Well, we need a dramatic twist. We need him back in power. And of course, we didn't give him the time to finish his job because four years are nothing. So uh, mostly to um, the fight uh, such an intricate uh, system as the one of the deep state that has the support of all the political bodies right now. So we have this puppet Joe Biden ruling America, being the most corrupted president we've ever seen, and still not held accountable for what he did. We have all these FARA violations against people who have nothing to do with foreign governments, but we don't look at uh, the money took from foreign governments to sell America and, uh, you know, pays bribes with uh, uh, American taxpayers. You know, these are all information available out there, but for some odd reason, the ones who exposed them, starting from Rudy Giuliani, back on time, they are the one who have been accused to be some sort of foreign agent and be, you know... uh, punished uh, for yeah. making their job to try to bring well, the law back. 
they're they're definitely weaponizing not only the DOJ and uh, various agencies within the federal government, but they're actually weaponizing politics, which is uh, uh, they're they're making politics a crime if you're not in their in their uh, their lane. Listen, uh, Simone, do me a favor. We're going to take a real quick break. We got to get a headline. But when we come back after this headline, I want to talk to you about that because we've got Comer. We've got Jordan investigating. I think Comer's doing the better of the two jobs there. But I want to kind of get your take on that and and, and what it's going to take uh, to turn this whole thing around. We're talking to Simona Mangianti Papadopoulos. You're listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio. We'll be back after this headline. <laughs> And we're getting back to the news. Back to the news. TNT Radio News. What the f- For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Riots broke out across Dublin, Ireland late Thursday evening as Irish citizens took control of the city centre following a mass stabbing attack where an immigrant man is accused of slashing five individuals near a school, three of which are young children, including a five-year-old girl. Oscar Pistorius, the disgraced South African Paralympian who murdered his girlfriend on Valentine's Day 10 years ago, was granted parole at a hearing on Friday and will be released. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Okay, welcome back to State of the Nation and our guest, Simona um, Angianti. Papadopoulos, um, Simona, thank you. Uh, so thank you. I, I, I understand your cynicism. We all share it. Um, and it's not just cynicism. It's, it's frankly, it's a little bit of fear. Uh, and I think you're right. I mean, when you, when you take a look at the former USSR, when you look at the CCP in China, uh, it's pretty obvious they are blatantly, uh, authoritarian, tyrannical, whatever you want to say, dictatorial. And here we put a nice sheen on it. Uh, we just did a story where they say Joe Biden believes in the Constitution. I have no doubt that he believes there is a Constitution. I just know that he doesn't abide by it. That's two different things. And, yeah. and, and yet we're told that, oh, you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, Giuliani is a fraud, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, now we've got some pretty, pretty good investigations going on. Specifically, James Comer Oversight Committee seems to be mm-hmm. really kind of nailing down on some of this Biden grift that's been going on, as you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. and hopefully maybe even some of the electioneering, uh, election interference are, are you, uh, are you optimistic? I guess is the word I'm looking for here. Are you optimistic with these, uh, with these investigations? And, uh, do you think that this is going to be turned around, uh, in time for the uh, next election? Uh, well, I'm optimistic, uh, mostly in the awareness now of the American people, into what is going on because it's widely public and i'm optimistic as well into this investigation deliver a result in this extent i mean after six years of this clown show i think people are pretty much aware of what's really going on they are also desensitized to all these indictments even mostly concerning the president trump so when you hear on the news the president trump indicted people think oh my god it happened again happened again why and you go and dig into 
the, the indictments and you realize there is nothing there as there was nothing there to the other multiple indictments before. So definitely, I think there is something in the deeply rooted in American peoples that's completely different than any other country in the world is this sense of freedom. This is the land of the free, a resurface, a resurface stronger and stronger. That's why I trust into a change. I trust that change can happen and we can make it happen. At the end, the people are what matters and the people will decide in the future. So that's my optimistic outlook at the his entire insanely corrupted situation. But I really trust the American people. And yes, this investigation going on, with the support and the awareness and the solicitation of American people will deliver the result. But most importantly, we need a change on 2024. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what you just mentioned right there is sort of the double-edged sword, right? It's like the public awareness and understanding is getting larger and larger and larger, which leaves a lot more room for the centrist crowd, the center-right, center-left, libertarian, independent, um, all those people to sort of stand shoulder to shoulder and say, hey, we at least want America. I mean, we can argue about, you know, minor political things, but can we like not have America destroyed, please? But then you also mentioned the just the one thing after another with no accountability. That feels like it does sort of browbeat people to the point where it's like they tune out. And that's uh, the fear of a lot of people at this point, I think, is that so many have tuned out. They're not going to participate and therein leaves the biggest vulnerability in our voting system is we're not getting that giant wave of Americans voting for a constitutional republic sort of reality. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, sum you just summarized perfectly what I really was uh, uh, trying to put the accent on. I mean, like, it's, it's, uh, there is a space for, of course, hope. Always there is space for hope. But there is also uh, the the rough truth and until we'll face the truth and we will promote accountability and we'll make a change this will keep going on because it's been too many too convenient for too many for too much too long yeah and i i gotta say that it it, it does seem that as we've and, and hesher and i have talked about this a lot this past week actually that with each and every lawsuit and with each and every uh, left-wing judge, be it in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, that'd be Atlanta, of course, whether it's here in, uh, in the East Coast in New York City, uh, people are just going, oh, for God's sakes, why don't they just get off the guy's back? Now, of course, you're going to have the hard left that's saying, yeah, get him, get him, get him. But I think that the, the centrists that Brian is referring to and the, and the libertarian oh, yeah. crowd, they're starting to kind of wake up to this and it doesn't. It doesn't help that Joe Biden, all the Trump stuff notwithstanding, it doesn't help that Joe Biden just sucks as a president, right? I mean, he's just been absolutely, absolutely horrible. Horrible. And I agree with you before our political views. We are all here Americans. And first and foremost, we care about this wonderful country. And I think you don't want to see your country go because your institutions are weaponized by a political party or uh, your uh, taxes are abused by, I, I, I talk abused because it's been like uh, using the, our taxes for his own, you know, bribes. Uh, so, and it's uh, again, available information. Uh, this is not something that nobody wants to see happen. So I trust into the love of Americans for the country itself before their political views. And I agree, many people even on the left are actually 
not switching to any other political side, but at least uh, look at what is going on with some sort of awareness. And I, I hope that all these events will lead people to make more responsible choices. Because let's be realistic, who profits about all this corruption? It's not even the people from the left that uh, voted for a crook. It's, it's Joe Biden. It's this administration. There are games that people, regular people, are not even benefiting from. So I think at some point we should step back and look at America as a whole and protect the country as one nation. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Yeah, very well said, Simona. You know, we want to thank you so much for uh, everything that you do and for joining us on this holiday week here on the tail end of Thanksgiving. We really appreciate it. Uh, where's the best place for people to follow you? Is it on X? Uh, yes, thank you. I'm on X with Simona underscore Mangiante. Um, and uh, this is our Instagram. It's uh, uh, Instagram is Simona underscore Mangiante underscore. And uh, on X is Simona Mangiante. Excellent. All thank right. So get thank on. You so much. Thank, yes. Thank you, Simona. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again real soon. We're going to have to stay in touch as we go through this next 12 months. I have a feeling it's going to get spicy. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks so much for having me again. Yes. Take care. Simona. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. What you're about to hear is worse than fake news. It's dangerous. It's made up baloney. And it's designed to instill fear and hatred. Here's real-time host Bill Maher. So here's something really scary. Mike Johnson, he's the Republican Party new head chief over there in the House. Uh, this came out, he was talking to a prayer group. He said, depraved America deserves God's wrath. Came out there. Exactly sounds like Bin Laden. Now, yeah. the, now the Republican guy sounds like Bin Laden. And Trump sounds like Hitler. And here's the disgraceful former Republican Congressman, Adam Kinzinger. When you look at who the Taliban is, and the Taliban is all about, hey, we want to take Sharia law, this, this thing that we believe in, we want to religiously implement this into our government. There is no difference between Christian nationalism, which is what he's representing, right. than the Taliban. Now, maybe the end is different, maybe yes. the means are different. Now, these statements would be true if Mike Johnson were calling for a massive terrorist attack against all Americans. And if he was planning on uh, taking away his the rights of, of, of everyone who doesn't agree with his religious beliefs, women, gays, everyone who doesn't agree with his religious beliefs. And if Donald Trump were throwing people into ovens and gas chambers from the concentration camps, which of course, none of which exist. So uh, until then, until these are true, these fear-mongering inciters uh, should just give it a rest. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Listen to my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. Critically analyzing national affairs, this is State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian McLean on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
Have you noticed a degeneration of what used to be the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays? Is it extreme when you think about it? Is it slight? You must at least acknowledge there's been a shift in the way that our media uh, treats holidays, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now, uh, Steve and I have talked before about the Macy's Day Parade. We talked about being kids and watching it, you know, seeing all the, the peanuts balloons, the underdog balloon, and all these things, you know, family-friendly stuff. Well, um, the Macy's Day Parade yesterday, as a shining example of what I'm talking about, we saw corporate interests and likely NGOs with big bags of money uh, bringing sex into the beloved Thanksgiving holiday event. Never mind the type of sex they're representing. Uh, just set that aside for a second and ask yourself, why is this happening? Why is this happening? So joining us now to discuss this as we move into, uh, I guess we're looking at Christmas now. We've got uh, Thanksgiving still in our guts, but we're already looking forward to Christmas. Was the bank today? I heard some Christmas music, made me happy. Uh, but Jennifer London, Dr. Jennifer London is joining us and she's got uh, such a great background and she was married to the late um, Dr. Jack London, uh, who's the executive chairman uh, of the board at CACI International. Uh, she's been with us on the program before. She's also an author. She wrote a book called Profiles in Character. And I think that uh, the lessons learned in that book may come to play in this discussion. Dr. Jennifer, welcome back to State of the Nation. Steve Hook and I are very glad to see you today and hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I, I did. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Uh, yes, I uh, helped my husband write the book. Actually, he was the uh, brains behind the book, Profiles and Character, 16 Americans and the Traits that Define Them. And we profile a number of Americans who impacted our country, starting with Jefferson, going all the way up to Ronald Reagan and Billy Graham. So it, it covers many, many years. And um, we've highlighted character traits such as the sense of duty for George Washington and accountability and responsibility for Eisenhower. And I think what you're talking about is that we, we've sort of lost our moral compass. We have we have we have neglected our history. We have forgotten to look at real people who have impacted the world and our country. Uh, you mentioned the balloons, and I know as a mother that uh, I, I'm concerned about the role models that our children have today. Uh, the social media influencers or you know animated characters, superheroes. And I think the importance of this book is looking at those people in history that not not only impacted our our world, our country, but left a living, you know, a legacy of good character. And I share your concern about the holidays. Uh, I think we've seen this over the last few years, the reluctance to call Christmas Christmas and call it, you know, a holiday. Um, and I jokingly say, well, then don't get a Christmas tree, get a holly tree to celebrate, you know, the holiday. Um, and then with Thanksgiving, we see a, um, a trend toward uh, amplifying uh, transgender. And I do feel like our traditional holidays seem to be uh, usurped in a sense, by other agendas. And another example is Columbus Day, which is now considered Indigenous Peoples Day. So I am I think it's fine to have these uh, celebrations if, I mean, we're a, a country that tolerates and accepts uh, many different ideologies and cultures, 
but um, I think they should pick another holiday, another day, perhaps. Yeah. It, well, you say that we're a country that that celebrates diversity and all that, and that's certainly true. The problem is on the left, they don't they don't share that view. If 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 you are not completely in lockstep with where they're at, um, they're they're coming after you as a part of the patriarchy, uh, white supremacy, nationalist, uh, xenophobes, every kind of phobe and ism there is. And it does seem that the American culture, and we actually have one, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is under attack, a uh, constant attack. Um, you know, we, you mentioned Columbus Day, Christmas, of course, Thanksgiving, uh, goodness, Fourth of July, whatever. They just don't like it, and they are really going after it. And I think people are getting really fed up with it. I mean, I wonder if we're reaching a tipping point with this, uh, if it's going to, if they've overplayed their hand. What do you think? Well, I, I do see a reaction and, um, you, you know, you're right in the sense that, I mean, people tend to be labeled. And I think that's uh, in, a, in an effort to intimidate, uh, you know, for instance, uh, when when people wanted the uh, elections investigated in 2020, uh, they were they were labeled election deniers. I think there were enough irregularities that there were investigations warranted. But trying to suppress people's uh, concern by labeling them and intimidating them, I think, is just a, a, a you know a, a negative, dangerous trend to go down. But I, I think, I hope that people will want to hang on to those traditions. I've always said that ethnic diversity is, I think, good. Cultural diversity creates really chaos, and I think we're seeing that now. Uh, and and uh, Henry Kissinger recently spoke to that fact when he talked about so many people coming into the country with different um, cultures and the difficulty that 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 has uh, has a organization. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so at the turn of the century, in the early 1900s, a lot of immigrants came in, but they came in to be American. They wanted to be Americanized. And I know my grandmother said that uh, she wasn't even allowed to speak her native language on the playground at school. They want, you know, they identified America as English speaking and they they influenced each other, <clears throat> excuse me, I think pressured each other to become, quote, Americanized. And I mean, I've asked the question recently, what is American culture? Can we really define it or have we lost sight of it? So we have a culture and um, I think I think we welcome people in to be part of that culture and certainly celebrate their ethnic diversity. But there has to be some some uh, common ground, e pluribus unum. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What What is our culture? I I might argue, you know, just off the top of my head, that it's the American dream in the sense that you can come here and you can fail, and you can pick yourself back up, and you can try again, and you can fail. You can fail as many times as you want, and as long as you keep going, keep trying, keep striving, have that perseverance to achieve, eventually you have that ability here you know and and that's i think why so many of our ancestors and you know legacy families from all over the world here in the united states um came here that's why they came here and it wasn't like the government telling the kids not to speak their language on the schoolyard it was their own parents more than likely because their parents wanted that american dream they they knew it was going to be very hard from them because they were starting from ground zero but they had the opportunity to elevate themselves, get their kids educated in the right language, in the new culture, 
and have them have more opportunities than they did. You know, that's, and it doesn't feel that way anymore. It doesn't feel like that's why I'm sure, you know, we've got over, we're getting like 2 million, 2.2 million people a year or more, maybe 10 with the Godaways. We don't really know. So I'm sure there are people mixed in there that still have that sort of, I want the American dream. I'm willing to work for it. I'm willing to risk my life. But that does not seem to be the um, the vast majority. The vast majority seem to be coming here for opportunities, for handouts, for free education, for an education system that will take their kids in even if they don't try to speak the language. Well, a few years ago, I heard that uh, 10% of, of Mexico's population live in the United States. And so I think uh, how people identify with their you know, country and their loyalty is important. I worry that, um, you know, our military isn't, uh, I, I think, getting the recruits that they need. And so if 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 people are conflicted or divided or or uh, or concerned about who their loyalty is to, then I think it really unravels the fabric of our country. And uh, again, I go back to, you know, we need to assimilate, create that cohesiveness and um, and be, as as I said earlier, a pluribus union of many one, which is what made our country great. And as you said, what sets America apart is freedom and opportunity. I, my husband, yeah. I traveled all over the world numerous times. And we, when we came back, he even wrote in his book, his memoir, Ever Vigilant Leadership and Legacy, that he every time he traveled, he came to appreciate more this treasure that America is. And that's the way he referred to it. Yeah, I I, I love the way uh, the late, great Rush Limbaugh used to talk about this issue, this very issue. He said, you know, once upon a time, uh, we called ourselves a melting pot. Uh, and now it seems that we're a salad bowl. Uh, and, you know, you've got a sprinkling of croutons, you've got, you know, and uh, playing that analogy uh, up. And I think he's absolutely right about that. And I also think, you know, your book kind of speaks to this too, doesn't it? Uh, you're in your uh, late husband's book, 16 Americans and their leadership traits. Well, those Americans that you list in that book, if I had to, if I just had to kind of bet, I would wager that Hollywood despises a lot of them. The media hates a lot of them. I know we remember how they treated Ronald Reagan when he was alive, much less after he's passed. Uh, they just, it does seem that there is a, uh, it's not just a, a cultural battle we're in. It's it, it's almost a cultural suicide from that side of the aisle, or at least from that side of the ideology uh, ideological uh, spectrum. W what do you think accounts for that? Why do they hate their country so much? Well, I was saying I do. I think when you look at usurping these holidays and you know labeling people there is an effort to bring down our institutions i mean we saw this with um you know our traditions i should say our, our traditions you saw this with statues and and really that's tearing down reputations um to erase all of that which is a real tragedy because we we won't know who we are i mean good or bad we have an american heritage and i think that the way to understand our present is to look to the past and the way to build on our future is to understand our present. And so we rob future generations of really knowing who we are when we when we take all of that history away and those traditions away. So I don't think we're more enlightened by doing this. I think we're less informed because we don't teach history. Uh, and again, a lot of people coming here don't have that appreciation. And if we're not giving that to them, 
then, you know, who will, where will they get that? It's not, it's not, you know, contemporary TV or the media. I mean, that's not giving people the substance of America. Right, Marxist right. professors might be an answer. Huh? Yeah, maybe the <laughs> Marxist professors are working their magic here. You, know, you talk about a legacy of good character and you know that what you just said about our historical records being basically wiped and I mean when it all goes digital and there certainly is a push for it to all go digital talk about uh, a real vulnerability. I mean stories start to change, things start to fall in the memory hole old narratives of propaganda get written as history all kind of really bad things can happen and sure there may be some distasteful things in in our history but we even want the legacy of bad character of nuanced character we want all of that legacy so that we can learn from the you know what's happened in the wake of it right i mean that's so important yeah. Well, we yeah. learn from our mistakes. We learn from you know there are lessons learned, and we're we're not the only country that has you know a negative history. And in fact, if we want to do a comparison, I mean, some are you know horrible by comparison. So why are we beating ourselves up? And if I could quote what Queen Elizabeth said in respect to their you know their legacy of 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 slavery, she said, "With the benefit of hindsight, we would all do something differently or not at all." And okay, we acknowledge that. Let's move on and let's build a future and let's do it together. Uh, we have our 250th anniversary of our country coming up in 2026. I don't see a lot of, of effort, although I know there are some uh, places that are working toward this, Mount Vernon and you know other organizations that are working towards celebrating our 250th. But I recently heard a survey of 18 to 30 year olds who were not interested in the past interested in building the next 250th uh, years. And so my question is, what is that based on? You know, where's the foundation? I mean, that's great, but I still feel like, you know, we need to celebrate those, uh, the the accomplishments and the, you know, the great things that our com country uh, accomplished in the past. Yeah, I, I, I think that we all are in agreement there. And it does seem that, uh, we're kind of uh, Howard Zinning, the history of the uh, USA, uh, if, if you get my meaning. It's a total, uh, a total rewrite uh, to fit a political and an ideological narrative that is, uh, frankly, uh, it, it's uh, it's it's un-American and it's uh, antithetical to who we are as a people. Dr. Jennifer London, I want to thank you for giving us some time today. Uh, just a reminder, folks, book, uh, it's a good one, Profiles in Character, featuring 16 Americans and their leadership traits, the definition of our nation's birth and their relevance for today's leadership. Dr. London, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, take care. Well, that was wonderful. She's great. You're listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio with myself, Steve Hook, and Brian Hesher-McLean, and we will be back after this. <laughs> 